Hello, welcome to the University of Brighton podcast. I'm Richard Newman. This episode is a Mental Health Awareness Week special. All week, we've been marking the week with loads of resources across our social media channels. And today, we've brought together graduates, the Brighton Students' Union and staff to talk through one of our themes, the COVID-19 Positivity Challenge. Now, it goes without saying that this coronavirus pandemic has been tragic on many levels, but a lot of us have dealt with lockdown and restrictions in different ways. So the Student Services Head of Counselling and Wellbeing, Joe Tomlinson, decided to come up with 19 positive things which have boosted her mental attitude. And that's what we're going to use as our starting point for today's discussion. We've been asking on social media for your positive things as well. Joe is one of my guests, also joining us, graduate and Brighton Students' Union Vice President for Welfare on Yin Yi Conquo and Antonia Berylson, practice nurse at the university's Eastbourne campus. Hi all, Joe, let's start with you. What inspired you to come up with this? And can you take us through some of your highlights from the list? Okay, so yes, Richard, um, you know, as part of the wellbeing management team, we're often talking about different campaigns, projects to help to support student wellbeing. And really, in some ways, that's where it stemmed from, where I started to reflect upon my own um, well-being at the start of lockdown, which was pretty grim. You know, I, I felt miserable. I felt quite deprived being unable to connect with my colleagues and uh, being part of the physical university community. So I was worried my anxiety increased. And the more I kind of thought about campaigns to help support well-being, the more I started to, you know, feel and experience some of the positives that were occurring, um, you know, and it was actually on a walk with my partner where we, uh, you know, just kind of reflected on the smells, the blue sky, um, you know, the start of spring, um, you know, was occurring, but it just seemed much stronger for whatever reason. Um, and then I started to think about what we might be able to take from this experience in a positive way. Could we actually you know, start to make a difference. And so that's kind of how it started, really. Um, my first one is about community, which is close to my heart. Um, I studied community psychology at the university a few years ago. So I'm really committed to the idea of a sense of community. And it was when I kind of thought about the power of that and how much I missed it, that I thought that, you know, it, it, that's so important and how I really appreciated the ability to be able to connect at a remote level um, and I thought that was really significant so that's kind of how it rolled really. Mm. It's a great idea um, Onyinyi and Antonia can I bring you into Onyinyi first um, what positives have come out of all this for you? Um, thank you thank you uh, Richard. Um, first of all um, I got in contact with Pat um, and I was like oh what was support is available for for our student and that was when i find out about joe 19 challenge list and when i look at it it was like it was really amazing was like oh wow this is something that i could join as well to like reflect on myself and produce my own challenge as well and why doing a lot of reflection um the first thing that came on my list was acceptance 
um, because I remember um, at the beginning of this lockdown, it was really hard for me to accept that this is the new normal. It was hard somehow um, someone who is quite introverted and always on my own space, but like a balance of being able to go out and do the things I want and being able to stay indoor when I want. So it was a bit hard for me to come to that mood of acceptance that I wouldn't be able to go out and meet my friends. It was hard for me to accept mm-hmm. that um, the things that I love to do outdoor, going to work, as as Joe mentioned, going to work and seeing the face of my colleagues, have been able to like talk to them and ask, oh, how are you doing? Or even like my friends um, traveling back to their home country and the only connection we have is through technology, thanks to technology. Um, yeah, so it was hard for me to accept all this, but um, I was able to passed through that um, phase, I was able to come to that mood of acceptance. And I think that's the the first thing that has helped me um, throughout these many months of of lockdown. What about you, Antonia? Because you've had a a slightly different experience as well in that, you know, whilst we've all been working from, from home, you've been out in the field as well. Yeah, so obviously I'm working for the uni um, Monday to Friday, um, but at the weekends I have been going on to um, working with the NHS and with the hospice and actually working, looking after um, COVID-19 patients. Um, and it has been um, a steep learning curve, but um, what I found from it as well is just having the comradeship and companionship of colleagues out in the field and supporting them. It's been really lovely to be able to do that, do that and be a part of it. Um, but one of the positivities I've felt as well is working from home for the uni is having more time for my children. Because as a single parent, often I've been working and or they've been with their dad and having them one week on, one week off, I've been getting close to them, spending time. My youngest is quite happy for me to help with the schoolwork. And also by the same token, my eldest doesn't want to do any schoolwork and that's absolutely fine. But it's just been nice having time with the kids, hanging out with them, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll let you all have like talk amongst yourselves as well when we sort of get to these um the next topics that we that we're going to be talking about but um i think one of the things we're going to talk about you mentioned already joe in is that the pandemic obviously bringing together communities actually in a way even though we're not seeing many we haven't been able to see many people it's sort of there's sort of these acts of kindness that we're seeing with people helping out vulnerable we're saying hello a bit more to people in the streets when uh, you're getting out of their way in a weird kind of way but also saying you know saying hi to people you never usually would do um that's the kindness is the theme for mental health awareness week but what are your thoughts on how people are sort of behaving differently um mm, out and about yeah. people in their streets and in the in their towns and villages yeah definitely richard i mean i think that probably in lots of ways you know that has underpinned my whole approach to this has been the glorious way in which we've seen so quickly the amazing work of the nhs and the way that you know we have responded um you know to that really you know the thursday night clapping has been for me, in terms of the whole community of care as something, you know, a, a real central point of the week. Um, you know, I'm immensely lucky to manage somebody like Antonia, who contributes such an enormous amount to the 
community over in Eastbourne, as well as the wider university, but also having the opportunity to connect with Antonia at different times just to make sure that, you know, she was okay, but also hearing from her some of the concerns about colleagues. Um, and, you know, it, it just has been heartening to hear so many positive examples. My own team, you know, that includes the counsellors as well as obviously the SSGTs, the student support guidance tutors, you know, they've also been reporting, you know, really lovely accounts of experiences that they've had. And so for whatever reason, you know, there has been a, a coming together um, of community um, and a, a show of kindness at a time when I think we've really kind of needed it. You know, it's helped us to understand it. And I know Oninye, you know, really kind of want students to celebrate, um, you know, graduation and their achievement at a time when some of those celebrations, you know, are just not as available. Um, and, and, you know, we, the three of us, have, you know, kind of had a few conversations, haven't we, in Inye, about, you know, how we really want to encourage that. Would you like to expand on that, on Inye? Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, as we um, we discussed before, because the three of us, we met up um, on team before and we had the discussion and I made mention of um, um, how I feel like kindness connects into different things. And that's like how you show kindness to yourself, how you show kindness to other people. Um, I feel like kindness also connects to like the positivity, the belief, the hope as well that you have for the future. We are, um, we are basically in what has been given, given onto us as the new normal and finding a way in which we could manage it to me is kindness, moving on from it and knowing that there's a future after this as well is kindness. And as Joe mentioned, I mentioned something about graduation as well, like putting in um, graduation students. We've had a lot of um, students emailing us, what, what's up with graduation, what is going on? And that's because you wouldn't even blame those students because they have put in all their effort for three years, for four years and everything and having to know that they will no longer graduate or there won't be any physical graduation is a bit like, okay, where have all my achievements gone? Where have all my hard work um, went to? Um, yeah. But being able to accept, and that's why when I said my first list was the acceptance, being able to accept that this is the new normal that has has faced us and we have to find a way to overcome it, showing yourself kindness, just being able to believe in yourself that, okay, after this, something is going to happen. As I, mm -hmm. as I always say, there's always light at the end of each tunnel. This, this isn't the end. So like, yeah, um, being able to believe in yourself, help others. Community as well is very is very basic. I remember, like, I don't really used to appreciate having my friends because I'm always out to work and in the night I'm back and I don't have that connection with my friends. But these days I could just call my friend and rant from morning to night and they would just <laughs> listen to me and like, okay, are you feeling better now? <laughs> to me, that's a act of kindness and being able to return that to whoever needs it as well is is what kindness is oh fabulous yeah that's that's fantastic I and mean, yeah you know that kind of idea that 
we really have, haven't we? I feel that I've really appreciated my colleagues and friends and I can't tell you how much I kind of look forward to, you know, those kind of Zoom meetings and yeah, uh, Microsoft. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. for me, um, it, you know, it's quite a new experience. I've always done a little bit of it, but, you know, now it's kind of central to my life, as you said. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, exactly. Them. And it's yeah. something new, it's something to talk about. It's just, I just feel like this is an history, something that would be unforgettable when all this is over. It will be a story to tell. Um, mm -hmm. At the beginning, we're asking how we're going to fit this new normal, how we're going to have to work online. But like, it's been going amazing. It's been like everyone is just supporting each other and working together, mm -hmm. even though we are online and even though we could we cannot see each other. Students somehow are being understandable, even though they have their own needs as well. They can rant and rant, but at the end of the day, they understand us. They know that there is a situation and a bit of kindness, which is a bit of understanding, could make a difference as well. Yeah, there's a real more alike than unalike, isn't there, Antonia, at the moment? You know, we've all got those shared experiences and you do you know so much i mean you've got the three children at home haven't you? yeah i'm kind of yeah. wondering how it's been for them as well i think they've all been experiencing differently but my eldest being 14 she's obviously online a lot more and reading things but um the youngest is is not not so much concerned really it's just been nice to have time with her but i think that for the children in general i think they're more anxious about anything about going back to school more than anything else but um, that's a whole other story, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> in regards to the kindness, I, I've, I've volunteered. Hastings has got something called Heart, which is a, a volunteer-led organisation. And I was um, paired up with a, an old lady who's shielding, so she can't go out to get her own shopping. So it's been a real honour to be able to weekly get her shopping. And she's ever so pleased. But her son phoned up and said she won't want to accept any help. And I sold it to her. I said, you're staying at home looking after your husband. So you're helping out society that way. And there's so many volunteers and not enough jobs. She's like, OK, then. And that's the only way she could accept the um, the kind of gift of my kindness. But now she's quite happy for me. To help. I know. And I think that's true, though, isn't it? I think Antonia, I'm, I'm also quite interested to um, pick up on something we said. Sorry, um, Antonio, I'm quite, quite interested to, to pick up on something you said off there actually about um, what Onyinyi has been um, discussing about the, the new normal and um, obviously your experiences of uh, you know, working with COVID patients and the sort of changing attitudes of the way things work. What, what, what are your, what's everyone's sort of opinions on what this new normal should be in terms of how we all look after each, uh, each other and ourselves? Our new normal has to be different because what COVID-19 has done is sh has shown a mirror to society and how society has been so grossly unfair. When we go out and clap our key workers on Thursday, we should be clapping them, but we should also be making sure that they're getting paid correctly. And not to mention the debt we owe to our overseas workers as well. And that's what it has been, is that actually the society has pulled together and our key workers are our postal workers, our supermarket attendants. It's shown who really, really counts in this world. And that's the most important thing, you know, to make sure that when society reopens again, that the people who work the hardest in this in this pandemic are actually rewarded, you know, with, with the pay that they deserve more than anything. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely, Antonio. Yeah. You couldn't, couldn't have said better. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like 
even upon like reflecting on the NHS and like other key workers before COVID-19, before the lockdown, we, to me personally, for me, I understand the importance of doctors and nurses and all of that. But going to saying key workers like groceries, um, going to grocery stores and like drivers, yeah, exactly. I don't really see them as I see them as people who help me, who I buy something from, but I don't see them as key workers and even like doctors and I have respect for them but I don't see them as important mm. to that extent this is not me saying um that doctors or NHS is not perfect or something like that but I think with this COVID-19 and with this lockdown it has built so many of us understanding to like how important the NHS is how important like they how their role plays really big thing in in our life even in our daily life and it's just it's that act of kindness and it's just re realizing that concept just realizing that that role that makes it like really special like now i'm i'm sometimes i'm in my room and like oh wow the nhs oh my god god bless them for all they are doing thanks to them I, i'm grateful to them and all of that so it's knowing their importance and being and as antonia said as well this is not the end because i know we are human beings and we tend to forget to appreciate people. We tend to forget to return the things that people are giving to us. And I totally agree with Antonia. I believe, I believe, and I will say again that after this COVID-19, it will be really nice um, for a big appreciation in everywhere to the key workers, to the NHS, to everyone, even the voluntary, the care workers who have contributed in one way or the other to help others in their community and in the life of many that have been affected. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many lovely examples of people doing voluntary work as well. Like Antonia has yeah. been saying, you know, there's been, you know, so much done. And, um, you know, I think for me, that's that's something that I'd like to think that I can contribute to moving forward. We can all be involved and it's going to last so long, isn't it? You know, we're, exactly. we're only just, you know, kind of a, a, the start of it in many ways. And so the more we can pull together, the more we can do in our communities, you know. And, you know, it's just that kind of, as Richard said at the beginning, you know, the kind of more smiling, the more saying hi, um, that it's just there's more connection and we can do an awful lot and I know so many of our students you know really embrace voluntary opportunities as well and you know I think that there's so much we can do in a university to really kind of support our local community in all kinds of different ways not just in terms of the health service you know obviously we've got loads of students that are on health science programs and they do such an amazing role but you know right across the board there's so many things that we can do to help yeah absolutely and I was amazed the university gave um, PPE to the hospice where I work yeah. you know you've, yeah. you've been designing their visors and all of these things you know schools donating science goggles that's been the real community spirit of giving of just like doing whatever you can to help out whatever you can and I think that's yeah. been really really amazing really heartening yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And also like adding um, in terms of like act of kindness is also like being able to connect with nature as well and the things mm. we 
see outside yeah, um, yeah. because I know before the lockdown we were all busy our, our concentration was to enter public transport or enter our own private car uh -huh. and go to work and then back home we never um, <laughs> tend to like look around and appreciate the little things that were around us at that time I remember on Saturday I went outside and I almost cried I didn't know why I almost cried and it wasn't like it's the first time I was going outside since the lockdown or before the lockdown. But I almost cried because everything looked so special to me. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. wow. It was like I was in a new paradise. And that's like, I feel like that's one thing the lockdown has created as well. Being able to find a way to connect with the nature, to connect Absolutely. with the uh, yeah. that around us. Yeah. Uh yeah, completely. I mean, you know, the, I mean, I think we've been looking out where there's something weird goes on with nature, isn't there, at the moment where the weather's been amazing and the skies yeah. have just been so clear. But I've been kind of so, I don't know, ignited by the sky, you know, and the stars. My partner does a bit of, you know, amateur stargazing and I've really got into it, you know. And, oh. uh, it's just, yeah, it's fab, isn't it? And I don't know whether it's because there's less planes out I there. I think so, you know? yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. But that's, yeah, it's great. And there's a, you know, I think on one of the programmes, the one show, Brian Cox, who are like, you know, Northerner, he's been doing some great information about, you know, that kind of getting into stargazing. So you're right on your kids, but that kind of, and on your, it's that kind of, I don't know, just, you know, getting involved in things you might not usually have appreciated or seen. Yeah. Um, you know, so it is a real, it is a real positive side of it. It's unlike me to care about my flowers. <laughs> You've got some beautiful flowers there behind you. <laughs> it's unlike me to water it every morning, but Talking specifically about students, um, Anunya, you've, you've mentioned this or, or already um, touched upon it, but obviously it's been a really tough few months for everyone. Um, the student experience has been turned upside down. Um, and touching on the final final year students, obviously, if you said they're not going to get the graduation ceremony now, it's been delayed until next year. Yeah. Those who are achieving will still will still graduate. I know you wanted to say something about as well, just celebrating their their achievements, um, just being able to sort of come to terms with what you've managed to do over this time you've been at university. You know, it, it, it's it, absolutely understandable that they don't the, the the day to celebrate is isn't going to be as planned but i mean just just taking really mentally getting your head around all that you've actually achieved coming to the end of your university course yeah um yeah exactly i graduated in february and i was opportune to walk on the stage before the whole um covid19 um stuff and i'm really thankful to I'm really thankful for that, um, but also like putting in consideration with our final year student and those like um, going over to final year to second year as well, especially to our final year student, because I know how it is to like spend so much time, especially in dissertation or when you spend so much time writing 12,000 to 15,000 dissertation and the way you want to reward yourself is to walk that stage and collect your certificate and feel fulfilled and satisfied. And at this um, at this moment, which now we have the new normal, you, um, those students will not be able to do it. And I think um, during our discussion last week with Joe and Antonia, I made mention of dreams and goals. Mm. And 
also connecting that with belief and positivity, which is one of the things one of the things on my list, um, I said something about not giving up on your dream and not giving up on your go on your goals, believing that there's something there. They, like for example, me, my I'm finishing with BSU. I couldn't get the second round. I'm finishing with BSU next month, and I'm looking into different things that I want to do. Either doing masters or finding a job. And looking at this moment where many staffs have been furloughed and all of that is quite hard to get this get the job and sometimes i'm at the point of like should i just give up or should i just what should i do but believing that i have a dream and there is no how i will end without accomplishing that dream even though nothing is working at the moment even though it seems like i'm stagnant and always on my bed believing with that mind of positivity that someday you will achieve that dream and you not having it today doesn't mean you will not have it tomorrow as i said everyone has their own time everyone accomplish things in their own different time and, and, and space so believing that there is something for you out there believing that there is a goal that you're pursuing and not giving up on it is quite important. And it's also that act of kindness you could show on yourself, not being hard on yourself. Yeah. Whatever you do, if it's becoming a medical doctor, if it's becoming a lawyer and you find yourself inside, you find yourself not being motivated, you find yourself like, okay, how this graduation, how is it going to do? And I made mention of, even though you didn't walk that stage, find something that is special to you. If it's, if it's a lecturer or if it's um, a module that you love most, pick up your notes from that module and use it as a time to celebrate your success, to celebrate everything that you've put in. Whatever is special to you, if it's connecting with friends, if it's connecting with family, celebrate that moment. I know many of my friends who couldn't walk their stay, who couldn't walk on that stage to collect, I was opportune to do it and I'm very grateful for it. But then that isn't the end of the world and that means that you should keep dreaming. Whatever you love, whatever is special to you, use it and connect it with it and link it to all your efforts and just basically enjoy your time and know mm. that there is something out there for you and when all this is over, you will definitely get it at the right time yeah fantastic um what tips would you give to as i said it has been really hard for a lot a lot of us what tips would you give to students um and not just students but for people that are finding this a bit tough you know we've been talking about some situations where we're lucky to be surrounded by family um partners um sometimes you know you you, you are on your own and for, for those students that are finding things a bit difficult, what sort of things would you would you say to them about um, finding help, about helping themselves? Um, first of all, I would say um, connect with your support team. That is um, quite important. Being able to um, know your support team, connect with them, be in 
uh, I wouldn't say a perfect relationship, but be in a good relationship with them, be confident enough because um, I've had a lot of students go back to me with a lot of things that they are going through within their housing and all of that. But is being able to build, number one thing I would say is being able to build that confidence. And yeah, they say, um, preach what, you, do what you preach. And, but I, I believe having confidence is, number one thing to stepping out of um, any worries that you have and being the BSU supporting my year, the university supporting my year, and everyone is working so hard to listen to students, to support them in every way they can. Um, also, the other thing on my list would be enjoy yourself. To be honest, I would say this is the moment we might never get again. Mm -hmm. I'm not praying for something like this to happen again but I would say enjoy yourself because this is the moment of reflection this is the moment to be in your room and reflect on the thing okay I want to be a, a medical doctor I want to be a lawyer reflect on yourself how do you want to go about being a medical doctor how do you want to go about being a lawyer what can you contribute to the community how useful will you be is this really what I want is this is this is this really what I want? How can I make it a success? And just plan yourself, make a routine, write down things, and just find other things that you can enjoy within this period, even though it has nothing connecting to your career or whatever. Just little things that you can enjoy that will keep motivating you, that will keep taking away time as you, as you go. Yeah, and just being kind to yourself because... Um, I will tell you something. At the beginning of this year, um, I applied to many jobs and believing that I would get a job, but many of the response has been, sorry, you're unsuccessful. Sorry, you're unsuccessful. Sorry, you're unsuccessful. Um, I've applied for a lot of scholarships um, outside of the UK, within the UK. Um, I've applied for many things. I've like that saying that say put your egg in many baskets i've done so many of that and early this year many of it has come unsuccessful and none of it was working to to an extent i start questioning myself what is the use of me um, going on if everything i have applied for have come unsuccessful what else can i do but believing that I want to work with the um, with NGOs, I want to be able to co uh, contribute to the community, and there's so many ways I could do it. And that's like not giving up on my dreams, finding little things, even if it's just caring about my neighbor, even if it's just caring about my friends or whatever. Doing that thing means that I am fulfilling that purpose, even if not in a bigger sense, but I am fulfilling that purpose. So not giving up on your dream, believing in yourself that something is there for you. It's, it will be hard. That's one thing I always tell people. It will be hard. Getting what you want is not easy. No, the this road sounds... to success. Yeah, exactly. The road to success is not easy. You will have so many rejection, which I am already I'm back to reality of life. And sometimes I wish I could go back to student life because I'm mm. not understand that saying that oh enjoy your student life while you can. Um, but being able to just believe and keep going. Don't give up because once you give up, 
you will see the result. I, I don't want to say once you give up, you become a failure, but you won't be you won't be a failure. But like the the, the, the saying is that once you give up, you won't see the result. But once you keep going and keep pushing, at the end of the day, you will see the result. And all those sufferings, all those challenges that you pass through to the result side will become a story for you to tell. Yeah, and absolutely that. And then, yeah, you know, that kind of hope and focus and goal is really important. And I guess sometimes, though, you know, motivation kind of means that it's just hard, isn't it, to maintain that focus. And there's so many different areas of support, as you've said, in the university yeah. that can help, you know, students to kind of really think about how they kind of regain that motivation. We've got our wonderful student support know guidance tutors that are in every academic school and they do so much and have continued to work so hard in the past few months remotely offering you know really solid information advice and guidance to students so you know I guess Richard for me if there are any students that are wondering about how they can you know kind of access support then their support tutor you know their SFGTs in every of their academic schools, the student mm. support guidance tutors are by far and away, you know, the best kind of first point of contact. But, you know, we've also got great staff in the careers service, in the wellbeing team. We've got, you know, the counsellors. People can still apply for wellbeing via the wellbeing registration link. Um, and we've got, you know, the big white wall, which is a remote um support and again you know helps to kind of connect a remote level so we've got some great uh, resources available um and of course if any students you know are not sure about what's available then you know we, we we've kind of got some great promotions uh, going on on the web page actually yeah. we'll make sure we've got lots of the uh, links in the in the podcast description as well um what have you been we've talked about the positives what have you maybe struggled with um, a little bit throughout this? It's all really important for us to talk about the bits that are being a bit harder. Antonia, maybe if I, if I start with you, what, what, what's been the, the trickier the trickier bits during all of this? Um, well, I, I'm someone who has it quite often suffers with insomnia, but I, my sleep hasn't been particularly great. And also, particularly at the start of lockdown, I know this is I'm common to a lot of friends and colleagues I've been speaking to having very strange dreams. And that's something that I've been having very vivid, strange dreams. Um, but I try and do that by just kind of like having a bit of a wind down before bed, not looking too much at the at the news, because every time you see that breaking news, your whole adrenaline runs. And I think that I was listening to Stephen Fry speak on the radio a couple of days ago. And he says, you know, you get up in the morning and all of a sudden, you know, you look at your phone and your body fills with that leaden feeling once you read the news headlines. I've given up watching the daily briefings and I just choose my news sources wisely um, and just spend a little bit of time looking at it. And then not look, not all day long, looking at Twitter, looking at the headlines. So I think that has been the constant updating of news is not always positive. So just using one a small amount of time in the day to look at it and then switching off and focusing on more but better things yeah mm, definitely yeah yeah I can completely go with that Antonia I sometimes find it difficult to sleep and I think um you know to begin with I just felt so worried um you know and felt really anxious and 
um, you know, that for me was quite difficult to kind of know how to manage. I kind of felt like I lost my motivation, my structure uh, that was usually so regimented, you know, that kind of early morning start. You know, exactly. Um, we're creatures yeah. of routine, aren't we? So we're yeah, so used yeah. to that. And yeah, I think yeah. the lack of routine gives anxiety, definitely. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. And that's the most important thing is to give ourselves permission to permission to feel, you know, and I think yeah. going to social media, you're seeing people, I'm making sourdough and I'm using <laughs> this to learn Italian. I'm like, I got dressed today, okay? That's the best of my children, you know? I think that we have to be mindful of that. Just getting yeah. up and getting through the day and the kids not fighting and pulling out each other's hair is a win for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's kindness, Antonia. That's kindness. It is. Yeah, exactly. And then you yeah. said, you know, that kind of start with yourself, because I think you're absolutely right. There's so much out there that makes you feel inadequate. You know, you think, oh, my God, I haven't done any of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like absolutely. Being, yeah, exactly. And like everyone being on lockdown, you see different things on like social media, different people doing different things as well. And as Antonia said as well, one thing I've done is to stop looking at the news i don't yeah. want any <laughs> updates at this point because i feel like whenever i watch the news or just open any news updates i just feel this anxiety of like oh my god when is this gonna end when am i going to get back to my to my normal routine and like everything so i only check the news when i talk to my family and they ask me oh how is stuff over there and i oh okay let me check yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good <laughs> that, that is only where and i try to as much as possible avoid um social media as much as i can uh, because like everyone posting their joy i'm not against <laughs> anyone's joy but anyone everyone posting oh this is the makeup i did today yeah. <laughs> eat today i'm like um okay <laughs> and then um the other thing is anxiety as well and lack of motivation yeah sometimes yeah. i am in my room and i feel like oh okay even though i give much advice for being able to give um being able to do what i give out um I sometimes question myself about things. Um, I'm mm -hmm. also being the first child from my family and being the eldest person. I have that big responsibility over my head of taking care of my family. So it's that anxiety of being able to create my way, being able to create my space, being able to achieve as much as I can. Um, mm -hmm in order to support myself and support my family. And with everything that is going on, it's like I'm being kept in one side and I'm not able to achieve all those things and time is running away. So that sort of anxiety and questioning as well. But I've been able to sort of somehow overcome it with a lot of Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I think I a lot of us myself into Netflix and <laughs> just yeah. forget my worries. And <laughs> <laughs> um, we we asked a lot of our students to um, come forward with some of the positive things that they've been doing to sort of take their mind off things a little bit, and uh, to share some of those that we've got oh, lovely. Uh, yeah. that we've received, and we can sort of quickly talk about them afterwards and let me know your, your thoughts. Um, so Lucy said um, she's been spending more time gardening, uh, nurturing seedlings to their new veggie beds, which is very rewarding. A lot of yeah. us are dying to take up gardening. I, I was never interested before, but this has become yeah. a thing a yeah, little yeah. bit anyway. 
Uh, Nayosha says, um, every morning I write down five things that I'm grateful for, which is a really nice touch. Uh, Gwyneth says, meditation, gratitude lists, very similar. Um, reaching out to others, doing art and playing guitar. Um, and one anonymous one just says, I now know how to clean my house more regularly. So <laughs> all small wins. Um, but it's nice that people are finding things like to, you know, they're finding new hobbies, um, just mm. very simple things, even to just get their their minds in, in what they for them is maybe the right the right space to tackle the day. Yeah, we're talking about poem, um, Joe, um, how we've gone back to writing poem. Like for mm. me, sometimes during this period, I just find myself. I'm not really that good, but, but the way I release my emotions or basically connect with my emotions is to put everything in a paper and mm. that's to change everything into a poem. How I'm feeling at that moment, I convert it into a poem, whether it's good or it's relatable, but as long as I'm able to connect with my emotion and let it out, it has worked for me. And I find that it really worked because a week later, if I go back to the poem I write, I won't be able to relate to it anymore. I'm like, mm -hmm. ah, okay, when did I write this? And that's to show you how I'm, I was able to just throw away my emotions at that moment that even when I come back to it any, uh, the next day, I don't really relate to it. As well, yeah. So I've been doing a lot of poems. Yeah, that's right. We we connected on that, didn't we? And in, yeah, yeah. You know, we were sort of sharing that we'd been uh, doing that. But it's so lovely that you know students have you know kind of shared some of their experiences. But I can go with that, you know, idea of the you know gardening, getting involved in things that you just don't usually kind of get involved with. But it's yeah. just yeah, as you said, it's you know it's a time to really kind of uh, make use of this and time positively into it really you know and, and learn new things I'm doing yoga every morning yeah. <laughs> not very well <laughs> um just to sort of uh to to, to, to wrap up I think it, it is mental health awareness week and um just want your thoughts all of you on how important it is to really talk about our mental health because it's still a stigma that's quite difficult to open up to other people. Um, the university has um, services to be able to open up anonymously, um, to mm. be able to talk in confidence to people. Mm. Um, uh, Antonia, I know as well, you'll be in a situation where you're, you're, you're very used to sort of patient confidentiality and be able to talk to, to patients who will be able to who'll be talking to you very again in, in confidence about their issues how important is it that people do open up and that we take our mental health seriously it's really really important i always say to um you know any student if, if they're having suicidal feelings it's exactly the same you know you see all this advertising about signs and symptoms of a stroke or chest pain that's a medical emergency it's the same thing if you're having the feelings mentally and the thing is when you're stuck inside your own head you know, you lack that perspective and being able to talk to someone who is trained to be able to just give you a new perspective on things helps so much. And the first step is to be able to just reach out and talk to someone and ask for that help. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree, Antonia. You know, we focus so much on the physical, don't we, when, you know, mental health is no different and, you know, I'm biased. But, yeah, the power of just speaking about what's going on for you is immense and I would encourage anybody 
to know that you know there are the services there the university is operating absolutely as it was just at a remote level if you want to talk then there is somebody there to listen yeah yeah i totally agree and i would i would say one pro i think one problem with um we human beings is that we we want to show how strong we are on a very daily basis. We want to show that we can overcome things, which is normal, which is a, a, a normal thing for, for we to do. But I feel like sometimes is it is it, really good to sort of throw away that strongness and find a way you can connect with people, you can share with people, because the more you hear from people, the more you find out that, oh, okay, this person is in the same level, the more you are able to like express your emotions as well. Um, yeah, I always um, speak to people. I know um, I went through my own depression, through my own mental health um, stage about two years ago. I felt suicidal. I caught myself a lot. I stayed inside for like two to three months without not coming out and it was just being able to sort of just message my friend just one thing I said I need help I just sent my friend a message and I said I need help please come to me and they were there immediately they were um I don't really share it that often but like um hospital were involved police were involved and but just that simple message I was able to send made me come out of that state because I was able to connect with my with friends. I was able to connect with people that understand me and I was able to seek help as well. So I feel like there's just this stigma that if you talk about your mental health, you are being seen as a weak person. And I disagree mm -hmm. with that on a 1000% that when you talk about the things you're going through, when you talk about your depression moments, when you talk about mental health, when you talk about things that are worrying you, it, it shows how strong you are. And people relate to your story. People are able to get inspire people are able to get motivated with your story because as long as they are seeing the human being standing and sharing their story they believe that if this person has passed through this moment if this person has passed through all the stages of challenges and obstacles mm -hmm. i myself can do it and i will be able to share my story so one thing i want to say is be free, have that confidence to share your story, have that confidence to seek help when necessary. Don't hide, don't keep it to yourself. Don't feel like when you say your story, you'll be seen as a weak person or you'll be seen as someone who is crazy or not. No, that is not the case. And I want you to come out of that moment and seek for help, talk to people, share your stories. Because one thing I find out that once you share stories, you are able to connect with people and you are able to come out of any circumstances that you are into even if it doesn't work all the year but as of that moment something has been saved just as I was be just as I was saved as well thank you yeah thank you for that Anunya. and I, I think also just as well brilliantly you managed you were able to to say to to a friend as well that you, you want you needed help you needed someone to talk to what about as well for people um this is the it's the importance of actually just checking in with people as well isn't it yeah um, absolutely yeah, totally yeah totally and there are people you know definitely to check in with it's 
you know it's really what we want we want to happen yeah. and even when you feel like you can um other people who doesn't have the confidence to just ask for that help just if you if it's possible just flash your friend die your friend just unintentionally just say hi even if you can it, you don't have to say a long story like oh please help me i am going through this just say hi how are you doing mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. when you say hi how are you doing it creates that conversation that when you start talking i mean you i don't know i'm just speaking from experience but when you start talking it's like you're going away from that mood of only me, set me, I just want to be on my own. So it, whatever it is that you're worrying about, whatever it yeah. is that is going on, and you don't have the confidence of asking for help, you don't, you feel like asking for help is like bothering others. No need to say a long story, just hi, or a simple yeah. text message. Absolutely. And I think yeah. you have to be able to give yourself permission to feel what you feel. And I mean, some people say, oh, I should feel grateful because I'm not in a high rise flat in the middle of London, but you will have permission to feel what you feel. And that's yeah. absolutely okay. And you shouldn't judge yourself for how you're feeling. It's really important. Yeah, show yeah. yourself that out of kindness. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we'll put all um, support that you can get from the university in this podcast description, um, as well as details of the Big White Wall as well, which is a, a, a fantastic um, resource, um, anonymous as well, um, in case you want to just, just share your feelings. Um, Joe, Anunya, Antonia, thank you so much for your time. Um, it's been great to talk about mental health um, and to hear um, all of your tips as well. Brilliant stuff. Thanks so much. Oh, thanks, um, Richard. That, that's it for this week. Um, I hope you found it useful. Please do like, share and subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube and all other podcast apps. Thanks for listening.